Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my right-hand man, my sidekick, Captain Mustachio, Mr. Kevin. Um... No live stream this week, because uh, Twitter sucks. Um, so yeah, we're just doing our Saturday special show on Thursday night, and it's going to be out for your whole weekend. So we're going back to the pre-live stream days, which is, this is like a retro show. We had a whole like little theme plan for, because, you know, Kev's got, Kev, I've got my brand new Dime Life Miami shirt. By the way, if you are a Hurricanes fan, I highly recommend, if you don't know already, go to that site. But first, if you do... You like their stuff. You have to go to Kevin because the Miami gear he's pumped out this week is incredible. Check out the Ray Lewis and Ed Reed turnover chain t-shirts. They're fire. And, of course, the tailgate series, which you have to go with the 305 one because, you know, obvious reasons. But hey, or, or, at least, the one. or the Reptor one or at least Tuscaloosa. Go for an actual program that has some integrity, unlike uh, that Clemson one. But, you know. All right. We're going to just throw our live stream shit into an episode, and this is going to be hysterical. So, Kev, let's run with this from from the hip. Let's get it. All right, kicking it right off. World Series. Oh, Rays. The Rays. Cruz's team. America's team. Taking it to the defending cheaters. Um, Right now, last time I checked, Springer hit a dinger. That was not intentionally rhyming. But I I think I, I seem to remember... Yep, Astros up 3-1 right now. Rays, of course, lead the series 3-0. Uh, so we're pulling for the Rays, obviously. They are still my World Series pick. Um, the NL, the Braves, who hopped out to a 2-0 lead in the series, got smoked by the um, Astros last night. I mean, not the Astros, the Dodgers last night. I'm sorry, it's wrong, wrong team I hate. Um, so one interesting thing about the NL is it's like it's the teams, two teams that choke the most in the playoffs are playing each other. So somebody's got to win this. I just thought of that last night, Kev. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's the Braves. Jared gets mad at me for not rooting for his teams, but I won't root for the teams he hates because I hate them by extension. It's a very weird thing. Yeah, Kevin just hates to hate. When it comes to sports. Yeah, pretty but much. Like the, the, also, the LA Dodgers just make me sick. Nothing will make me happier. Like that article Kev shared today, we'll talk about it in a second, but I love small market teams sticking it to big market teams and making me so happy because that's the one thing about baseball I despise. Maybe it's because I'm a fan of a mid, mid-market mid team that we're punished because we can't throw $400 million at a guy who only deserves about $200 million. Thanks, Scott Boris. But Kev, we uh, you shared a very interesting article before about the Rays. You want to elaborate quickly? So, uh, let me see if I can find the headline again because Twitter is not cooperating. But I think it should load old tweets. Yes. Uh, so it's something written about how the Rays are a great team, but they aren't an aesthetically pleasing team. And because baseball is entertainment, the Rays faceless star approach is damaging. All right. Time out. That's the most Karen article I've I've, I've listened. I've read the past besides that dead spin one about Shifty. Like 
That one got me. Good mad. lord, guys! Like, and like, can the media just shut the fuck up and report? Like, if we want an opinion, like the uh, some of these opinion pieces are getting so out and right in left field that it's just like, guys, nobody gives a like. Enjoy baseball has baseball is a niche sport. As much as nobody wants to admit it, it is. You either love it or you don't watch it. There's no in between. People watch like, oh, I love the Yankees. My like, how many games you watch? They're like four. That's what it is. Or you're like me and you watch your team suffer. You suffer through your team having a horrible season the entire year. And you bought the MLB package because of it. So it's not going to be the NFL. The NFL has a certain – or college football that have a certain grip on America. One, there are – there. it's basically our national sport at this point. Let's be completely honest here. It's a, it's a sport that even if there was an Olympics for it and every team trained for it, they wouldn't catch up to us in talent, speed, or just wins for decades. But yeah, – Speed they would. Ah, uh, speed they would, yes, on the country. Talent. Uh, also, the- Russia <laughs> – also, Russia would probably, like, grow some bears for that defensive line, man. Whew! Um, but I think, uh, you know, like, it's it's our national sport, so it's got a whole... But baseball, baseball is an interesting sport because it's, it's very international. It's it, it can survive without stars. It can't thrive without stars, but it can survive without stars. Whereas the NBA without stars would literally bottom itself out. Yeah, I mean... That article also, I love some of the comments top cop top reply this article sucks i know i love, I love it amory before and i said i even tweeted something like, face the star approach is the mlb's motto to marketing so i'm not seeing an issue here yeah like they market market for their standards like bryce harper mike trout the astros for some god fucking reason whoever is the best player on the yankees mike probably aaron judge at this point yeah, Aaron Judge. I, some years it's different. Some years they'll push Stanton, although not since he's been there. Uh, Garrett Cole was kind of a big push this offseason with the signing. But, yeah, they'll decide random guys to push, push them and no one else. And I love – I did not read the article. I'm not giving them the click. Someone did, though, and they pointed out something. Watching the Rays play, I feel to, I fail to see how the aesthetic they represent is one that is sustainable long term. Sure. It's sustainable when it comes to winning, but is it sustainable when it comes to keeping fans engaged, both at the local and global level? If you're winning, your fans will be engaged. Yeah, if the Rays win a World Series, like Kansas City's attendance skyrocketed after they won that World Series. Then they trade all their players the next year. But, I mean, still, the Giants' attendance, their fan base in San Francisco was insane after they went on that run of three titles in six years. Yeah. You don't understand, like, your team makes the playoffs, your jump for your jump in attendance skyrockets in baseball. It's one of the few sports where your your performance the previous year affects your ticket sales. With yeah, this year excluded. There are a handful of teams that they can suck and they can still sell out every week. Uh Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Cardinals, uh Dodgers. Missing any? No, those are pretty much it. Dodgers, eh, just because L.A. I don't love. It is L.A. It's the flakiest town in America. Yeah. So. so, but, like, the other teams are spot on because they have a history of winning or just being a big team on the national stage because the Cubs and the Red Sox didn't win for a while, but the fans were so diehard. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you're from one of those cities, it's, like, my name is Kevin, or not me because I'm not Mason. Like, in Boston, it's like, my name is John. I'm Catholic. I'm a Red Sox fan. Those are the first three things about you. I mean, then you also have the Arizona Cardinals, who are the Pittsburgh Steelers of baseball. So Steelers win a bit more. It's true. I hate both of them, so there you go. Fair. But, no, I think it's, it's a stupid article. Whoever – it's like we are given free raid rate, whatever we want here, but if someone wrote that here, I would be – Having a talk. Oh no! There's been times that people, back when I ran HR, there have been t- there were times I looked at an article and I'm like, how is this able to be published? I'm like, Jared, why are you pissed? I'm like, well, did you read it? And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then five minutes later, like it was like Zach Macker, one of the boys, pulled the article, and I'm just like, that got views. That makes me irk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some. If 
it's either too much work to edit or I think it's garbage. I don't publish it. Yeah. Look, why is my article published? Because you suck. I want to say that so bad sometimes. Fair Not enough. as much now. All right. Now the people who write here are pretty good. They usually put out decent content. Yeah, I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I haven't read a bad article from any of these guys in a while, so I'm pretty proud of them. I yeah, tend so. to stand the writers the writer's way because they're just their own special breed of people. Oh, yeah, if I disagree with something, I, I'll still put it out if I think it's well-written. But, like, if someone says Joe Montana is still better than Tom Brady and gives actual reasons, I'll be like, okay, I disagree with you, but I'll put it up. But if someone writes an article like, oh, freaking Roger Staubach's better than Tom Brady, and here's why, and it's a bunch of stupid stuff, I'm not going to put it up. Kevin, we know the education system – oh, <laughs> breaking news <laughs> – we're fucked. Le'Veon Bell is going to sign with the Chiefs. That's what I was talking about earlier. Oh, my God. We're all screwed. Because up until then, he was signing with the Dolphins. Another good fit for him. So, I have no idea where he's going. I mean, no, it's breaking news from Adam Scheffner. He's going to sign with the Chiefs three minutes ago. Yeah, but... but- Adam Schefter is a vacuous turd who embodies white male supremacy. So can we trust him? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually- yeah. Adam Schefter broke it about three minutes ago. But, yeah, no. Yeah, apparently because, you know, Deadspin, the sinking ship that is after Hurricane Portnoy smashed into it. Like, oh. Dave Portnoy is a man of the people. He takes out shitty news sources like Deadspin. I think Deadspin took themselves out when they fired – their director and all this other stuff, and then half the writing staff, and then the other half left. Well, that's what happened with Spotify right now, this Rogan shit. It's not great. But yeah, but they still have Joe Rogan. Yeah, until he goes, you guys suck, I'm going back non-exclusive. I mean, he's got $100 million staring him in the face, but I feel like also, like, he would say, hey, Apple, would you give me fifty? Would you give me $50 million to split it with Spotify? And Apple will be like, yeah. But that would violate the Spotify contract. And they tell Spotify, you still want me? Like, well, of course. And they'll be like, all right, well, I want $50 million. Joe's got all the power here. That's the best part about it. Because his podcast is, the one, is like still the number one podcast in America. It's like at least top five. Yeah. Really I mean, I do what Le'Veon Bell is doing. Le'Veon Bell is negotiating a contract to get paid by his old, by his current, whatever team he signs with, the Chiefs now. But also on top of the money the Jets sell him. Rogan should go. Money, holy shit. Rogan should go, hey, Apple, can we'll put our podcast on your site for fifty million and then go to Spotify, hey, give us sixty million and we will still put it on Spotify and not Apple. See, in an ideal world in you know, in the future, I would love for us to like belly up to like, you know, still have ninety per eighty percent of our distribution. But also be like, oh, hey, uh, Fox Sports 1, have our live show uh, uh, like in studio at your studio. Or, hey, uh, hey, like just stuff like that. Like be able to have like another source. Because for Rogan, that'd be amazing. So yeah, that's kind of our goal here. So it'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, so Le'Veon Bell, Chiefs, we were going to talk about that at length of who he's going to. But apparently now he's like he's going to be a backup to Edwards Hilaire. So clearly he didn't want to be a starter anymore. Wow, it's almost like I said that the other night. Well, you did, but that is that up on YouTube already? No, it's going up tomorrow probably. I got to finish editing it. Oh yeah, Kev was a absolute riot. My man's over here came out with the comedy bug. Uh, when it came on uh sound off last night, it was hysterical. He actually had me like almost falling out of my seat. I was laughing so hard. Kev's Kev's second round appearance. I've been on more sound offs than I can remember. There was one that everyone circulates the clip of me talking about my height. Where I had my Santa hat backwards. And then there's also one about me ranting about the whole Jay Z and the NFL thing from last season. There's like, I've been on probably maybe 10, 15 episodes of Sound Off. Yeah, see, they usually record past my bedtime, so that's why I'm not on more. For not much longer, Kev, because we're going to find you something better. That's the hope. Right? Hey, someone pay me money to design silly shirts. I mean, listen, man. Like if, if I told the guys, they pay me enough. I'll quit. I'll quit right now. I'll work for them full time. Kev, you and me will work out on my, my we'll work out my parents' basement, and we'll just work from there. 
A lot of open space and a bench press. We'll get your chest workout up. If they paid me enough to cover all my debts, I would 3,000% just do that full-time. No, I told I told Mike that literally over the phone once. I'm like, listen, you guys pay me more in my current job, which is not much. I will literally quit tomorrow and say, bet, full-time, let's do this. It wouldn't even have to be more than my current job, just enough to cover my car. Or even just enough. I mean, like, my current job doesn't pay me enough to survive anyway, so I got to, you know, take side jobs. Yeah. All right. Kev, I um, we're going to do something fun here. So we've always talked about, as everyone knows, watching the show or listening to the show, whatever. Kev is an Alabama graduate. I am a diehard Hurricanes fan. I'm hopefully, if, you know, I can get my finances in order if I need it, I will get my master's in Miami because their online master's program is pretty easy to get into and it's inexpensive. So I'll officially be a Hurricane at that point so Kev can stop making fun of me. Um, I was too poor to get into Miami. No, but like, I digress. We're huge college football fans. We just decided, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do our top five current and all-time tied, current and all-time hurricanes? So, Kevin, all-time tied, you're up. Two honorable mentions, five players. Two honorable mentions. All right. This is going to be a weird list because I didn't really watch college football until I went to college. I didn't pick Alabama for the college football. I picked Alabama for the – you don't have to pay tuition. Um, honorable mentions, Mark Ingram, first Heisman winner in school history. That's kind of a big deal. Also kind of weird that it happened as late as it did. Uh, and then – ooh, this is a tough one for my other honorable mention. Might have to go Namath, just Broadway Joe. And then, so am I going five to one or one to five? Five to one. All right. Five, we're going to go Tua. Okay. I mean, came into the natty as a true freshman, won it second and 26. Per, it's beautiful. Four, oh, this... I'm not for Dante Hightower just because I love Dante Hightower. Mm-hmm. Three. Three Julio. Three Julio and free Julio. <clears throat> free Julio. Get the merch. Uh, two, Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry so much. He's also apparently a really nice person. So, uh, And then number one, this one's mostly for my dad. Greatest offensive lineman in NFL history. Only notable Patriots player before, like, 1985, really. I think that's when he what, played. Uh, yeah. John Hanna. I think, yeah, John Hanna. Dude was a stud. He was a monster. Also, actually, I want to replace uh, Joe Namath on my honorable mentions. Okay. Don Hudson. Okay. Man was I, electric. I think one of my I think when my grandfather actually played for either South Carolina or Alabama, I'd have to get you clarification on that one. I'll let you know though. I'm not kidding, my great great grandfather played for Alabama or South Carolina. I'd have to like let you know. I'm not I'm not actually kidding, by the way. My grandmother told me, he said, Yeah, your your grandfather played for so and so in like in the forties. I'm like, Really? That's but yeah no I'll, I'll I'll get clarification on that one I'll text you later. But Don Hudson is one of the best NFL receivers of all time. He doesn't get the rest the respect he deserves. Revolutionized the passing game with his speed. Helped mm-hmm. the Packers win some championships. Won two MVPs. Dude set records. He was amazing. Oh, Listen, Alabama football is its own level of amazing from Bear Bryant to Nick Saban. So I've as much as I hate seeing Alabama win sometimes because you're just a smug jackass about it, I respect the hell out of it because it is greatness personified. But when they lose, I'm mis- – I'm... Oh, I know. Uh, you want to talk about me after Miami got their ass kicked last week? Come on. Let's be honest here. All right. My honorable mentions for my top ten all-time – top five all-time Hurricanes. Travis Homer. I loved watching this man play, and the fact that he got drafted by the Seahawks makes me so happy. Um, 
He was explosive as hell, had a lot of huge touchdowns for Miami, and he made Malik Rozier look like a semi-decent quarterback. Uh, next one, Jaquan Johnson uh, plays for the Bills currently. Uh, he was definitely my favorite Hurricane during like my as my, my years as a, I watched his, for him from his freshman to his senior year, like and he he was the best safety in the in the ACC when he graduated. This kid was a turnover forcing machine. I just wish he would you know he plays he plays sparingly for the Bills. I wish he played more, but his speed's kind of a problem. Number five. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Come on. Really? Was it even a question? Of course it's going to be my top ten, top five. Like, the guy is, like, one of the people, like, one of the best actors. He was a hell of a defensive tackle. And he's just a great person to follow on Instagram and also for weightlifting and everything else. Um, the rest of them are actually from actual, like, play. Number four is the only cowboy I'll ever root for and ever like is the playmaker, Mr. Michael Irvin. I love Mike. I love his game. He was the first physical receiver. He literally embodied run after catch, breaking the tackles, his celebrations, and that those 80s Miami's were amazing. Number three, Andre Johnson. A lot of I loved Andre Johnson before I even was a Hurricanes fan. So he was already on this list to begin with. Same thing with number two is uh, one of my favorite athletes of all time, Mr. Ray Lewis. Uh, by the way, Teespring, check the link out. Uh, come on, Ray, like, Ray, like, come on. It, it's one of, like, the best players of all time. And number one, the guy whose shirt I'm currently wearing, he's our – I don't even know what his damn position is. It's it's some proxy position so he can be on the sideline. He's, what? He's the chief of staff. Chief of staff. Um, Listen, this guy is Miami culture. He is one of the guys who, I swear to God, he's more responsible for the re- like Miami playing this well. Yes, they got their butt kicked by Miami by Clemson, but also that that game wasn't fairly called. They still they were gonna lose, but it wasn't fairly called by any stretch. Um, this one other honorable mention only because he passed away is Al Blades. I, I, that man's um speeches were hysterical and motivating i love that man his son is one of my favorite current players no spoilers there but ed reed uncle ed you can't be a hurricanes fan and not love that man's game the i'm hurt dog speech is one of the most amazing things i ever watched in my life this guy watching him play at miami was like watching poetry in motion as a defensive player so kev who are oh you want do you want to react to mine at all or no no i don't have an issue with yours Alright. <clears throat> top who are your top five current Alabama players? Um do you want honorable mentions for this? Because I feel like that'd be a little tougher to do. Um because I don't really have any honorable do, mentions. Just do just do one. It's fine. Alright, uh number one is or honorable mention. <clears throat> um What's his first name? John Mechie. Mm-hmm. Forgot what his first name was. Is a monster. He played really well against Ole Miss. He's a freshman, I think. So he's going to be good. Uh, all right. Number five, Devontae Smith. Okay. Number four, Dylan Moses. Uh, even though the defense sucks, I love Dylan Moses. I wish he could have played last year. Number three, give me Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's electric. He's shown he's not just a speed guy. He's going to be phenomenal. Number two, Najee Harris. Five rushing touchdowns against Ole Miss. I know Ole Miss defense sucks, but so do ours. So, and number one. Mac Jones. told me to play this for you. You are one of a kind, Mr. Kevin. It's Mac Jones. How could it be anyone but Mac Jones? Mac Attack, man. Mac Listen, Attack, like, I, the Mac you made me a Mac Jones the fan. The Mac Rock, the Joker. He's an animal. I had a hot take after the Ole Miss game. Mac Jones over Tua. 
All right. You ready for my hurricane? Sure. All right. Let it warm up. All right. So, my top five favorite hurricanes. Number one is the hit stick man himself, Amari Carter. This man gets more ejections than humanly possible. Also, the Trevor Lawrence, the, the one against Clemson is bullshit. He didn't even hit him in the head. But Amari Carter literally is the human – he's literally Brandon Merriweather 2.0. I love this guy. He is the leader of our defense, and he's an animal. I love Amari Carter. Number five is the new man, my guy, Mr. Uh, Mr. D.R. King. Love this guy. He has reverts so much energy into Miami's offense. He changed the culture instantly. Shows how much Jaron Williams sucked. I hate that guy. Number four is the human bowling ball himself, Cameron Harris. This guy runs so angry. Anybody who loves Derrick Henry should watch Cameron Harris run. It's hysterical. The guy literally looks to hit people. Um, number number three, my man Brev. Brevin Jordan, best receiving tight end in football. I don't want to hear about that douchebag from Gainesville. Brevin Jordan's better. He can block. Um, he's not a converted wide receiver. This man is a monster. Number two is... The son of one of my favorite all-time Canes, Al Blaze Jr., one of our, I, I, like one of our better corners. The guy is honestly the best corner we've had since probably before the Rick era. Al Golden. This guy is a lockdown corner. He's big, long, lanky. Plays very well, man to man. And my favorite, Mr. Broken Nose himself. Guy had two block kicks on Saturday. This guy is on the sideline with a busted nose, blood pouring out down his face, screaming at his offense. Get this going. Bubba Bolden. I love this guy. He is what Miami like needs. He's a culture guy. He is a good coverage guy, hard hitter, plays every down. He's going to be a, probably a top top a three, a three a one through three round draft pick. I really hope my Eagles pick him up to replace Rodney McLeod. He is a boss. I'm so happy we got him from UCLA. I guess I throw in uh, my man Jalen Phillips is like a other honorable mention, but I like Bubba Bolden literally blocked a punt with a busted nose. Like that just made me love this man even more. But definitely like that's my top. That's my Hurricanes. Like I love this team so much. But like definitely those are my top five. I would have thrown Sha- oh, one other honorable mention. I would have thrown into my uh, all time would be Shaq Quarterman because I love that guy. I'm so happy he's actually going to get some playing time with Jacksonville, but yeah. Uh, All right. right. Sure. No retort to that. I mean, you only how many? You only watched the game against UAB, right? Yeah. All right. All right. I got a can of Heady Topper. It is time, as I crack the Holy Grail. Kev, you ready for redemption this week? I guess because we both really messed up that pick. It was last. fucking terrible. Oh my lord, I'm not ready for this right now. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even pick any of these games. We're doing this on the fly right here, folks. This is what makes us. This is what makes our show better than everyone else's. So let's crack one. All right, Kevin, my Hurricanes at home with fans in the stands versus Miami. F- students are here this time too. I think they're at 30, 40 percent capacity this week. I'll have to get clarification, but. Miami Pitt, I, I kind of already have a feeling you're picking. Uh, I like it how we'll like figure out the NFL games first and then college, and then Jared starts the college games. So I can't figure out the spreads. We already knew this one was on here, so I feel like you could have been prepped in the head already. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was trying to run the live stream that wasn't working. True. And my computer's being slow, so that's why I need, like, more time. Sorry. Do you want to do NFL first? No, it's fine, because I only have one NFL game up now, because I had to look this up instead. Uh, it's ten and a half. I am taking the Pitt Panthers. Most dangerous team in college football when they're unranked. This is my upset pick. All right. I'll give you that one. I'm taking the Canes. And an Ed Reed, an Ed Reed led team with Manny. I love Manny Diaz. You know him. I love Manny Diaz. He is Miami what it is. 
this isn't a Mark Rick team. They're not going to take Pitt lightly. They know what Pitt's done to them in the past. Also, Miami's not top 10 anymore. So according to our good buddy, Mr. Collins, their potency is gone once you leave the top five. I'll give top 10. We're 13. Miami's pissed. They got embarrassed on national TV by those those tools from South Carolina. They're angry. They want to punch somebody in the mouth because they know Lawrence is a bitch. Uh, give me Miami here. Not even uh, I'm uh, there. They I I'm, I'm I'm fearing for certain players' safety. I think Pitt's got a great offense. I think the problem is they sh- their defense is going to be the death of them. And Miami's defense is legit. They just ran out of gas against Pitt against Clemson, and look what happened at the end. There. All right, dogs at Bama. Kev, I already know how you're leaning. I think I know how I'm leaning, too. Alabama's minus six and a half. They might not have Saban. I swear to God, if Pete Golding is still calling offensive play or defensive plays, it's a wrap. However, I'm still taking Bama. Charlie Strong, he knows how to run a defense. Hopefully, they give him the keys. And Sarkeesian, best offensive coordinator in football. Give me oh, yeah. I love Sark. Just keep him away from the drugs. Hey, hey, it was drinking. Ain't nothing wrong with drinking. It was that's why I got fired from USC. Even though they said USC Working for USC would push me to alcoholism too. Are you kidding me? That sounds horrible. USC told him, like, hey, if you get help, we're not gonna fire you. You're we're gonna wait until you get better. And then he started seeking help and they fired him. No, you, no, that's why I said like I would ne- like if if okay, so let's say I got into the college football like coaching circuit. I would avoid USC like the plague because the the stuff you hear from ex ask Kiffin, ask Sark, ask Orgeron, like the the mood changed instantly. That job is so toxic because they make sure, still think it's 04. What? I would make sure there is a fat buyout in my contract. Oh yeah, no, I would be like, all right, if you fire me or you want to get rid of me, there's at least eight million dollars staring me in the face minimum. All right. I'm taking the Bama too. I, you know what? No saving, no problems. This team is, this team has a very 2000, 2001 hurricane vibe where like they're just better than everybody they've played so far and the players run it. I think Mac is a mature leader. Uh, that defense just wants to kill everybody now that Charlie Strong's taking play calling again. Thank God. That man's a wizard when he's not having. Um, yeah, give me Bama. BC, Virginia Tech. Uh, Tech is minus 12 and a half. Uh, it's in Blacksburg, and I, I'm I'm taking the Hokies. I think I, BC, their losses haven't really instilled confidence in me. I, I feel like they can't really close games well. I mean, they went for two to try and tie it up with North Carolina through a pick. I mean, it's concerning, and I think... Being at home is really going to help because BC hasn't really been playing in front of fans, and I'm pretty sure Virginia's allowed to have some fans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me the Hokies. Um, I was about to take BC this entire episode. I was thinking about the whole time, like, BC's my upset pick, BC's my upset pick. And I'm like, wait a minute. Listen, Beamer Ball is still alive regardless of whoever they throw on the field. And the fact of the matter is... Like, they, BC took North Carolina to strength. But also, North Carolina, at the same time, is the most inconsistent top 10 team I've ever seen. What, and here's the thing. The only, I won't consider North Carolina legit until they play Clemson, Notre Dame, or Miami. So, the three teams that are I, I put ahead of them in talent and strength of schedule and everything else. But... If I'm looking at this right now, I got to take Virginia Tech. I feel like they can't take back-to-back loss, especially if they're playing in Blacksburg with fans. Yeah, give me VT. Um, moving on to NFL now. Browns-Steelers. NFC North, first place showdown minus uh, Baltimore. Uh, Pitts minus three and a half. It's in Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think they're the fakest undefeated team in the NFL right now. 
However, they're still undefeated and are still a good team. I don't trust the Browns. I think the Steelers have a really good defense, and I think they're going to make Baker struggle. And also, Baker's QBR in the fourth quarter, he's up completed or attempted, I think, 18 passes in the fourth quarter, and he has, like, uh, 38 QBR. Yeah. I was about to take Cleveland, and I know I'm going to get burned on this because, for some reason, every time I pick against them, they win. But the Steelers needed Jim Schwartz's help to win on Sunday. Wentz, Fulgham, and Sanders, and Greg Ward, all the guys who actually contributed, put up 30 points on their defense with no offensive line. And if it wasn't bad defensive play call and a very good sack by Cam Hayward, we're looking at a different result right now. With that being said... I am taking the Cleveland Browns on the hope that they lose. <laughs> because apparently if I pick them, they might lose. But I think this offense is just so explosive. Their offense is better than Phillies, at least it is right now. They have more weapons. It all depends on if OBJ tests positive or not. Yeah. If, he, if, he, if he's good to go, yeah, give me Cleveland. Is this your upset? That is my upset. Which means I'm hosed this week, too. Well, I, I may have my upset. Hold on. What, what's the line for Packers, uh, Packers, Bucks? Two and a half. Can I still get away with that one, or you want me to just stick with Pitt? That, uh, well, it's it's two and a half, and they're in uh, Tampa. Yeah. You know, if you really want that to be your upset. I really do because I hate the Packers more than I hate the Browns. So, All right, fine. Um, That's your upset. Yeah, so I'm just going to take the Browns, no upset pick. I'm taking the Bucks as my upset pick, by the way. A horrible decision, really, but all right. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. Okay. Uh, Packers are a really good team. Aaron Rodgers is doing magic with some less-than-ideal weapons. And I think... Yeah, the the Bucks defense is better than last year, but it, their offense isn't really better. Tom they also Brady, have 13 days to prepare, though. Yeah, that's true, but Tom Brady and Jameis Winston have nearly identical stats through the first five games between this year and last year. Fair. I, I look at – I really look at it in total as I want to see what – Hit what they bring to the table, like what what happens, how they rebound. Because the Bucks took an absolute nightmare of a loss last week. They lose by one. Brady's in the media for not like you know not shaking Foles' hand. Are you going to come out and actually win? I don't know. The Packers haven't played a legit defense all year. That's a damn good pass rush in Tampa. Is their secondary great? Not really, but it's okay. It's serviceable. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of liking the whole Tampa thing. I think also, like, playing away from home might give them a little uh, extra help. Yeah, I think, though, the Packers, yeah, the Bucks' pass rush is good. Packers have a good offensive line. Aaron Rodgers can get out of the pocket and throw a dime downfield. That secondary is getting torched. Also true. Um. All right. Last but not least for at least our regular six-pack here before we go into our upsets or gimmies. Uh, Chiefs and Bills. Uh, Chiefs are minus four. It is in Orchard Park. Bills off a loss. I don't know which Josh Allen's going to show up. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean... I'm going with the Chiefs, I think. I think both teams are off a loss. I think the Chiefs kind of got shocked, and but the Bills got punched in the mouth. It is a question oh, of who, it was bad. which Josh Allen's going to show up, but I think the Chiefs are going to show up a lot better. It doesn't really matter. You know what you're getting with Patrick Mahomes. You know this offense is phenomenal. They just added Le'Veon Bell. They're probably going to try to get him in the mix a couple carries. Yeah, probably. It's unstoppable. 
right. I think they would hang 30 on the 85 Bears. Probably a realistic guess. Um, all right, my gimme pick. Give me cl- those tools over in Clemson to drop at least 50 on Georgia Tech. Who'd you pick for the Chiefs-Bills game? Chiefs. Okay. Who's your lock? You promise he won't be mad? I I, I feel like you're about to pick the Ravens, so go for it. Yeah. Well, actually... Seven and a half. Actually, I I try to do, like, if you do a college lock, I try to kind of do the other way. Do an NFL lock. If you do NFL, try to do college. Let's look at some other teams real quick, though, and see if the – yeah, no, it's uh, – let's see what the spread is. Broncos spread. This will decide it if this game, if the spread works out in my favor. Oh, yeah, never mind. Give me New England. New England's my gimme. All right. Minus 10. Over, I can't remember who they played this week. Broncos. Oh, yeah. No, Drew, uh, Drew Locke's back at practice, though. Okay, give me New England minus 10. All right, fair enough. So is Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. Wipe my hands of you touching my freaking. Although, when I picked the Eagles, they lost. So, if I picked against them, maybe they'd win. The reason why I want to switch it is, first off, I felt I upset you and offended you, and I'm sorry. But also, uh, if the Eagles make Lamar Jackson throw the ball or the Ravens keep trying to make him into a pocket passer, they're not going to win many games. So the key, There's two keys to the Ravens-Eagles game, by the way. Just a quick thing. Will Parks is off IR. He was supposed to be our kind of our ball hawk safety to kind of go alongside Ronnie McLeod. Finally playing, thank God. If Darius Slay is off concussion protocol by game time, yeah, no. Uh, we are our secondary. Avante Maddox is supposed to play. We might get one of the two old men that we had at receiver back. Fulgham apparently has decided, hey. I'm, according to Eagles fans, Mike Thomas 2.0, so we're going to have – throw me the ball. Because apparently Carson wants his QB rating to my uh, Travis Fulgham last week was perfect. <laughs> he had a perfect QBR throwing to Fulgham. Everyone else, 64. So I love this kid. Uh, we get Rieger back in a week, thank God, because um, he's explosive as hell. So, I, I don't know. It's, good. it's looking up for Philadelphia. I Honestly, in the fact that the Cowboys lost Prescott, God, I, I was never happier to see that man post something that I was today. Apparently, Prescott is already on his road. to He's going to start recovering now. Rehab soon. Speaking of rehab, Kevin, you know what happened to Brandon Brooks, all-pro guard for the Philadelphia Eagles? You know what happened to him? No, what happened to him? Blew his Achilles out during the spring. Yikes. Dude was doing field work today. That man ain't human. That's like some Adrian Peterson shit. Like how he like he posted a picture of him and his Jordan Retro ten cleats, and I'm like, he's he's doing field work. What? And here's here here's my thinking. He sits out a couple more weeks, lets the new guys get some reps in, whatever. After Baltimore, our schedule gets a little easier. And then week eleven, he comes off IR. I mean, it's possible. And then our offensive line goes from looking like good God to okay, not bad. The key with yeah, the I mean, NFC East this year is it doesn't matter how you get there; it matters. It matters how you get. It matters you getting there. No Dak. Daniel Jones is. I'm about to. I had Giants fans telling me they want me to stamp the. I have listeners of ours, like my buddy Alex from work, who listens to our show every week. He asked me, he goes, are you going to label Daniel Jones a bust yet? I'm like, of course I am. Him and Haskins are both a fucking bust. And uh, I, don't 
Haskins, yes. Um, yeah, Jones. Jones, Jones is like teetering, but the problem is his mobility keeps him in games. Because his arm talent doesn't. His arm talent is like not great. The guy makes has poor decision making. The talent around him's not great. True. I think I mean, he does have a top. I are in my opinion top twenty receiver in Darius Slayton, at least top twenty potential. Yeah, he is a top twenty receiver. That that's not good talent. I mean, and Tate's also. I mean, Evan Ingram, Tate. I mean, it's not bad Ingram's weapons. Good, but no, it's not a good team around him. Also, I think it's ridiculous calling a guy a bust after a year. Like in a year like this, calling him a bust is a little ridiculous, just because. He didn't have an offseason, which is when a lot of guys take that next step is after year one, going into year two. They've gotten used to life in the NFL. They've gotten kind of up to speed. They'll take a jump in year two, or they'll come out hot and then struggle, which is like Baker did. But I yeah. feel like Daniel Jones is – he's not a bust yet. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm not saying I can't see it, but I'm saying right now it's not. Yeah, no, I – when I look at Daniel Jones, it really just turns down to what's your decision making? How are your reads? Are you progressing? Like I saw an article today written by somebody from the Philadelphia Inquirer about Wentz, and it was like, oh, I'm not worried about Carson anymore. And it was like it went into like all this like his reads are getting better. It's n- it's now becoming he's making the right reads, but his weapons aren't making the right plays. And it's 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 all Travis Fulgham. That's what's changed the whole outskirts. John Hightower's a rookie and can't run routes correctly. Quez Watkins hasn't played played more than four snaps. Zachers is more concerned about his contract than he is catching balls. And Rieger, Jackson, and Jeffrey haven't seen a snap since week one. So I don't. Know. It's just it's 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 all circumstantial with quarterbacks. That's the, I guess the best way I can yeah. spin that. I I do think it's concerning that it's Carson Wentz making the right reads now. He's been in the league for four years. He, he should have been making the right. Oh, okay, so with Wentz, I will say this. No offensive line. We, the, he played an amazing pass rush week one. No running back. I'm not going to make excuses. He should have played better. Against the Rams, that entire play, team played like shit. So that's on everybody, including Carson. Week three, we, we, we it was there. We had it. It was, you know, like that's Carson, something snapped in his head. In the fourth quarter, drove us down the field, ran one in by himself, and dug chicken down. Week five, I mean week four, guy played with nothing against a good, still good defense and dropped a dime to our new emerging stud, Mr. Fulgham. America was introduced to the greatness that he is. And then week five, played an amazing defense, put up 30. Miles Sanders played yeah. great. Fulgham played great. See, that doesn't explain away the fact he's not he wasn't making the right reads you can say he's making the right reads now the problem is the guys aren't getting the guys yeah, no, the guys I'm not arguing that i'm not arguing that now it doesn't matter he's making the right reads it the team sucks it's his fault no if you're making the right reads as a quarterback fine i can't get mad at you if they're dropping balls however he's a four-year veteran you drafted in 2016 he was an mvp candidate why did he stop making the right reads i also think it was, it's it's on him also, probably play calling too. It's it's both on Carson and his ability. He thinks he's got to do too much within his offense. I think Carson still thinks it's twenty. It's last year still, where his receivers can't make plays. Fulgham and Hightower can make plays. The problem is he doesn't have his security blanket either because Zach Ertz decided he won't play football anymore. So I don't know, Kevin. We'll see on Sunday. That's the, I I don't know what to make of this because I've never seen anything like this before. Frank Wright made Carson once. That's what? Frank Reich made Carson Wentz. That's what I'm taking away from it. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Because he really has done a great job with Philip Rivers. So, all right. Last – do you have anything weird for me? I mean, I, I know it's, imp- it's an improv show. Do, actually. Wow. He pulls one out of nowhere. I was trying to find one on Twitter, but Twitter's still acting up. So, Jared – do you know what happened today in history? Um, I think I shared this. No, I can't remember. Just go. In 1933, 
the Philadelphia Eagles played their first ever NFL game and probably oh, lost to the New York Giants 56 to nothing, really setting the tone for what this franchise would be about for the first 70 years. You know what's so funny? We haven't lost a game to the Giants since I was like in middle, and, and since I was in high school. I mean, no, senior in college, we lost one. <clears throat> that that was my weird, weird shit. You're lucky you're one of my best friends, or I would just slug you through the camera. All right. Last call. Here we go. All right, folks. As many of you know, obviously, Hurricanes fan. Last Saturday, I hadn't watched the Clemson game intently with Trevor Lawrence probably in months. I watched passing highlights. I knew it was going to happen when they played. I watched them against Ohio State. That game against Miami was ugly. Clemson's defense is phenomenal. Oh, my God. The, the adjustments they make, the, the, the sets they run. Kevin, as a lover of Belichick, you would appreciate the set defense they run. It's so Belichicky and it's hysterical. Here's the problem. Trevor Lawrence is a snake. I hate this guy. And it's not even because he, he beat us. It's what he did on the field that irks me as a former player. I'm not saying he faked an injury, but the fact he took a shot to the chest and rolled over and, like, almost had a grin on his face on the instant replay, and then on the sideline after the hit is fine. Not even 30 seconds later, but because he he went down, they had to investigate for targeting. The refs were atrocious in that game. Two touchdowns should have been negated by how shitty these calls were in the first three drives. Miami was in this game they were ready to play, but it's kind of hard to play against the number one team in the country when you're playing against the referees, too. My knock today is the SEC. You guys, the ACC, you guys are horrible. Screw you guys. Your referees are garbage. Because Miami came to play, it was probably going to be like a three-point Clemson win. Let's be honest here. Clemson came out and ran for a fourth and four. Quincy Roush jumped a pass route from Lawrence to, I think it was, it might have been Rodgers. I'm not even sure. Almost caught it. They called him off. They called one of the defense line offsides. I looked at the replay. Nobody was offsides. Later, one of the freshmen in the Miami defense, whose name I cannot pronounce, means an F, punched the ball out. But they called it incomplete and they didn't review it. That's two touchdowns negated right there because that was the first two drives of the game. Davo gets cocky, tries to kick a 65-yarder. Bubba Bolton, my boy, blocks it. And then Clemson, up by 14 with about four minutes to go, throws a seam route to a tight end for a touchdown. I have never wished, wished so much ill will in a program until now. I texted Kevin... I don't hate Florida State anymore. I hate Clemson. Florida State, I pity them. Because you know what? I know some good people went to Florida State. It's just, you know, the third world country part of Florida. I hate Clemson. I hate Trevor Lawrence. I hope he gets drafted by the Jets. Because I don't like how he is the person. I hated that clip of him shoving it into the ground because he blocked the shot in pickup. And that just tells me everything you know about this tool. Somebody shave his head, please. I'm done. I, 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 it was the faking the injury part. Like he pulled an, he pulled an Aguilar, and I'm just, I'm just done. I, I can't anymore. I'm, pr- I texted Kevin for the love of God. Can Alabama punch him in the throat? Not actually, but like game wise, when they play in the national title. That's all I got. I agree with 95% of what you just said. There's one thing I disagree. Okay. The going the going for the touchdown with four minutes left on a seam route. Look, if it's the NFL, fine. Run out the clock. It's kind of a dick move. However, in college, 
you need to get every point you can because of the committee picking who gets in. It's not based on record. It's it's based on how good your wins were and how bad your losses were. They need to win by as many points as possible in case they drop a game to Notre Dame. Fair enough. So that's the only thing I'm going to defend. It pained me to defend Clemson, but I don't care if it was Alabama doing that to George this weekend. I don't care if it's Pitt doing it to... Oh, Miami's playing Pitt. I don't care if it's BC doing it to Virginia Tech. I, I, I don't care. I don't care if Texas does it to like Kansas. It doesn't matter. You're trying to get as many points as possible to make your resume look best. Okay, I do get that. All also, I hope I, is... I didn't use Pitt as an example because they were playing Miami. I was just using Pitt, and I'm like, wait, they're playing Miami. Let's get a different Yeah. All right. One thing I think we should all hope for, though, guys, is that a Notre Dame loss and a North Carolina loss because I want to see a rematch of that game. And with the when it's the AC title game, they get refs from another conference. Oh, good God, Kevin. I just want to see Amari Carter take off Trevor Lawrence's head. That's all I want. We can lose the game. Just so, like, or at least, like, and I don't lose the game. But, like, I want to see Miami take on Clemson the second time with neutral refs. Oh, boy. I am excited for that. So, let's let's uh, focus, uh, kind of rub the lucky dice for, together for a Notre Dame loss or two and a... Uh, uh, you know, North Carolina getting their butt kicked by Miami State probably anyway. But yeah, no, I am uh, I'm very much hoping for a Clemson Miami ACC title game because I think Clemson's got a really bad t- Miami's got a really bad taste in their mouth and they want to punch Clemson in the throat. So I'm up for it. You know what's gonna be hysterical? What? If Clemson loses the ACC championship and then the committee still puts them in. Oh, I know. I would. You, you want to see me like drink myself to sleep with a bottle of Jack Daniels? That'd be it. I wouldn't hate that if they were undefeated going into it and lost a close like, game. But the issue is that you can't put them in over whoever wins the ACC. Okay, let's just say everything. Let's say my my Hurricanes run the table. Notre Dame loses a game or two, and it's Miami Clemson national in the ACC title. Miami beats Clemson by uh, uh, overtime touchdown. Let's just say D.R. King did forever Jordan touchdown, whatever. At that point, would you put Miami as the fourth seed? Because I, I would, and that's not even biased. I'm just saying they beat the gut, they beat the team. Yeah, I would. I... If there was no other team from other conferences, yeah, that's the issue it comes from. It, it's like if there are two worthy SEC teams, a Pac or a Big Twelve team, okay. and a Big Ten team, like. Okay, no, Pac-12, fuck the Pac-12. No, no I, I meant Big Ten, not Pac-12. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm assuming here Ohio State runs the table because they probably will. Because besides Penn State, the Pac- Big Ten's kind of shit this year. SEC, I guarantee you I will put money on it once they figure out play calling and if saving gets back, right for them. Alabama will smack Florida in the title game. That's fine. Kyle Trask is the fakest top prospect I've ever seen. I think that at that point it'd be Florida, it'd be Alabama, Ohio State, and then whoever the hell wins the Big Ten and Big Twelve. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if it's Oklahoma State, then then yes, yes, that works. But I don't think Oklahoma State. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the first time ever four teams from two conferences, or not the first time you see like two SEC and ACC and a Big Ten. I don't know. And I feel like I can't complain about a team not winning their conference championship and then getting put in because... Didn't you guys win the the, the two a year was... uh, Yeah. Alabama did... Alabama lost to Auburn in the last week. That put Auburn in the the SEC championship. Auburn lost to Georgia. So it was Georgia and Alabama were put in. And then Alabama won. But... But the thing is, so like... That happened... Georgia won, they were in, and then they put Alabama in too. If Miami or whoever wins the ACC, not named Clemson, and then they just put Clemson in without putting that other team in, that's going to show they just want Clemson. And that's going to really put college for one in that spot. I think, okay, so don't hate me for this, but I think what Miami, how Miami played on Sunday, on Saturday, 
because I was I was really afraid. I thought we were gonna get our ass kicked. Like I'm talking like 75 nothing. Like I was hoping we weren't the fake team we everyone thought we were. We fought them tooth and nail. The problem was the refs weren't helping us, and we just kept catching bad breaks. I think we could take Clemson in a title game. It's a close game, so let's just hope, pray for my Hurricanes. I would love to listen. We play Kev, you, me, and Cruz. We're taking a trip. We're going to Georgia for Alabama, Miami next year. So that's happening. True. I do think the issue is if Miami loses in the ACC championship, they're not getting it. They're not going to put a two-loss team in. Oh no, 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 no! Of course not. No. Put us in a bowl game at that point and let us kick the shit out of whoever we play. I think Miami is a top ten team this year. I just want to see if they can beat Clemson and be a top four. Because I think Derek. I also am excited for this new kid we got coming out, Tyler Van Dyke from Connecticut. The horrible state we are. But I would I think Derek King definitely put a shock in our system. Culture wise. Did you see what teams will be eligible for bowl games this year? I did not. All of them. If you played a season, record doesn't matter. You get a bowl game. Watch. They put, like, Kansas. Like, I, I really hope, like, what? They put North Dakota State in because they played one fucking game? North Dakota State is FCS, so no. Okay, yeah, I know. The, the FCS makes no sense to me anyway. I um, think they should do it if, so, like, you have your one through four for college football class, and then five and six should play seven and eight, nine and ten, and so on. And you got to rank every single FBS team in the country. Fair enough. All right, Kev, I'm straight here. I think we're good. I'm good. Oh, uh, Stephon Gilmore officially off the reserve slash COVID list. So, yeah, my Patriots are probably gonna win against the Broncos. <laughs> I give you All right. better. All right, I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Hopefully, live stream is back next week when Twitter figures out why they're an enemy of the First Amendment. We'll catch y'all next week. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.